Welcome to Core Parenting Conversations with Kaylee. My name is Kaylee Kukwa, and I've spent the last decade supporting children and families with challenging behaviors. As a mom of two, I appreciate how overwhelming and exhausting parenthood can often be. So I'm taking all of my book knowledge and combining it with real life experiences to change the dialogue around parenting. We'll have powerful conversations that always include practical tips so you can walk away feeling inspired and empowered to make simple yet impactful changes in your family's life. Let's dive in. Welcome to a very special holiday edition of Core Parenting Conversations. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, which is boundaries. More specifically, boundaries during the holidays with children. Navigating boundaries with children during holiday gatherings can be tricky because holidays are so nostalgic and emotionally charged, and they have so many moving parts and logistics. Now, if you haven't already, I'm going to pause here. I highly recommend going back and listening to episode 31 with Katie Wells about simplifying for the holidays, because truly that's the first step is just having boundaries on how much we actually take on for ourselves and our families. So for today's episode, we're going to talk about boundaries during the holidays because there's so many people, plans, traditions, events to balance, we can find ourselves in sticky situations. This could be like we show up for a family dinner at five and dinner isn't ready to eat until seven. And now you have young children who are overtired, hungry, and melting down. Fun times. (laughs) This could also be a relative who your children don't see that often. The relative is so excited to see them, but the child shies away from grandma because they don't have the same level of familiarity with her. Now grandma's feelings are hurt because the child doesn't even want to be engaged with her. How do we navigate these situations? I have a few examples of some helpful approaches. Know that if you are not used to having these assertive conversations with people, asserting boundaries, (laughs) they will feel uncomfortable at first. There's just no way around it. It's that stretchy feeling because we're really, really stretching a new muscle here. Most of the time they feel uncomfortable because we're anticipating the other person's reaction to our boundary. We feel responsible for keeping the peace. Now, here's a few things to understand about boundaries. We can still be kind and clear. That doesn't mean our boundary won't upset someone. It very well could be. And here's the secret. Their emotions, their reaction to our boundary is not ours to manage. Because one way or another, you're compromising peace. If you don't set the boundary, you're keeping the peace in the relationship on the surface, but it's not real peace because you're sacrificing your own peace. And the only way we can find peace inside a relationship is if we first find peace in ourselves. 
So if you assert the boundary, when you assert that boundary, you're living in alignment with your values and priorities. But it could rock the boat in your relationship. And that's okay. Solid relationships can take a bit of rocking. And the rocking is worth it, especially when it comes to your children. They deserve to have a parent who looks out for them and their boundaries because they can't do it for themselves, especially with other adults. Okay, so now the boundaries. First, before I give you my examples, check in with yourself. I'm going to give you some, but it's always more meaningful for you if you reflect a bit on your own experiences and have those in mind when we're going through the examples to find those points to relate to. Have there been times in past gatherings or events that you felt uncomfortable in? Or maybe you're carrying a little bit of resentment of what happened, or you notice your child really struggled. For example, perhaps your family, your extended family, eats way later than your nuclear family does. It's important to have those conversations before the actual event and make a plan to best accommodate your family's needs. Maybe it means a day off schedule, your kids nap later so they can stay up later. Maybe it means you come early for appetizers, but leave before dinner. Perhaps it means you bring the children a separate meal so they can eat at their usual time. So at least at the end of the night, they're not tired and hungry. (laughs) Minimize the damage here. Sometimes we have to weigh which is more important to us, being at dinner and how easy can we make that for our children if we really want to be there? What could we stress could we alleviate for them? Or is it just so stressful it's not worth staying for dinner, but maybe just showing up for some family time and leaving prior to that? And I will tell you that we had a really tricky sleeper (laughs) for several years. And for several years, we were limited a lot by sleep schedule and bedtime. And it was a season. It felt like it was going to last forever, but it was totally a season. And now that they're older, we're much more flexible. We can stay much later. We're still usually the ones that leave early because we're the only ones in our family with children but at least we can not have to leave before dinner. So if that is you, please just know it's a season. If you've tried the Instagram parenting tips and tricks to gain connection and cooperation with your child and it's still not working, or maybe you just want to grow your parenting toolbox or grow your own personal skill set. If you feel confused about how to respond to some of your child's bigger behavior, or maybe you need the encouragement and accountability to make the changes you know you and your family need, CORE offers the weekly support and tools to make these powerful shifts within a supportive, uplifting community. We talk about real-life parenting, not the neat and clean two-dimensional examples given on social media. You can learn more about my core membership program by heading to www.kayleekukla.com backslash core. It's a month to month membership. You can cancel it at any time, no strings attached, and it's meant to be on demand parenting support. So you can access it when it's needed 
and when it's convenient for you. The link is in the show notes to learn more. And now back to this core conversation with Kaylee. It's important to have these conversations before going to dinner and let the family know what to expect. So here's an example. We are so excited to come see the family. Baby's sleep schedule has been really difficult lately, so we're going to leave at seven. We'll stay for apps, but we won't make it for dinner. Very kind, right? We're excited to see you. We want to stay and spend family time. And very clear, we're going to leave at seven. And letting them know, not just because you want to leave, but because baby's sleep schedule has been really tricky and we don't want to mess with sleep deprivation. What about those uncomfortable greetings with extended family? If you have a conversation with a family member ahead of time, or maybe even just send a text, it can help prepare them to take the edge off of it a little bit. For example, Lily usually needs a while to warm up to crowds. She will probably want me to hold her or stand behind my legs when we're saying hi. We can catch up with one another with her nearby so she can get more comfortable with everyone. Just leave it at that. If you don't discuss it beforehand, I'll usually let the child use my body as a buffer. You know how they they bury their face in your shoulder when you're holding them or they hide behind your legs and kind of like play peekaboo from behind (laughs) and let the relative just know. I'm just, I'm very upfront about it. She's not ready to say hi. And then I totally switch gears. My goodness, it's great to see you. How was your flight in? And see, that's the magic. I quickly change the subject to something about themselves so they can do the talking. (laughs) People love to talk about themselves. So I have an example from my own life from a few years ago when we were on a road trip and we stopped and we visited my grandparents. My eldest was five. He was nervous about seeing them because it had been about a full year. This was during COVID. So it had been about a full year since he had last seen them. And we were going to their house. And he's always been just one of these slow to warm up kiddos. He didn't even want to get out of the car. So instead of forcing him out and going inside the house, I invited him to find acorns and sticks with me in their yard. As he walked around the yard, he got more comfortable. My grandparents came out and met us outside and I started talking with them. So I was modeling that comfort and letting him observe the interaction and listen to them and all that good stuff. And eventually they started talking to him. He got more comfortable and we went inside and we had lunch together. We just had to go at his own pace and meet on more neutral ground so there is less pressure. You can also use the strategy of stepping outside and finding a calming activity. So for him, like searching and finding sticks and acorns, that's enough of a directed task that he gets upstairs in his brain, like executive function tasks. But it's also very calming because we're in nature. It's very grounding. We're walking around, all that good stuff. So you can find one of these calming activities at any point during the event, not just in the beginning. 
Remember, sometimes hyper, aggressive, whiny, clingy behavior can all be due to sensory overwhelm. So let your child know you're willing to take a break with them if they need it. Or if you just happen to notice that they need it, initiate it with them. Lastly, I really couldn't stand to do a holiday episode without talking about Santa encounters. It's common for children to feel scared around Santa. I mean, it's a stranger after all. He's dressed up in a way that no one else dresses. He's got a lot of facial hair and a lot of kids might not be used to a big white bushy beard. And there's someone, you know, it's someone that it's kind of romanticized and like idolized a lot of times in childhood. So it might be overwhelming to actually see him in person, or they may even have the reaction of like, wait, you're real? You're just supposed to exist in the movies or in the books. So it can be very confusing and overwhelming for them. They may not feel comfortable walking up to him, sitting on his lap or talking. Honor that. There's nothing funny about a terrified child being forced to sit on a stranger's lap. That forces the child to override their own sense of personal safety, whether it be for a picture with Santa or a hug with grandpa or interacting with a cousin that's too rough. That teaches them that their personal body boundaries are less important than what other people want. It's people pleasing at its biggest (laughs) in a way. We want to help them learn how to listen to those feelings that naturally bubble up inside their bodies. Children are so intuitive about naturally listening to these boundaries and these alert systems inside of them and help them assert that. This protects them from people who may not have their best interests at heart. From my own life, we have yet to get a picture on Santa's lap. I get a picture of the boys waving to him from a distance every year because that is their comfort level. And I'm okay with that. I know for some people, it would be really disappointing to not get that picture with Santa. But think about what you are getting instead. A confident child who honors their own sense of safety and can rest in the knowledge that you also protect their sense of safety. Now, this may seem like a lot of work or a lot to think about, but after spending the first few years of the holidays as a new mom stressed out and dreading the holidays, I learned how to be proactive and make decisions based upon what was best for my family. (laughs) Do I think my choices and our family's choices are best for everyone? No, no. It's important that we find our own. Just remember, it's our children's holiday too. We have an opportunity to choose relational safety and connection over societal pressure and others' arbitrary expectations. This will build sweeter memories for our children and take away some of the stress. If you'd like more help with the holiday hot-button topics, join me on December 14th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time for a deep dive into other issues that pop up during the holidays like jealousy over presents, gift giving, receiving, and managing expectations for adults and children. (laughs) All registered participants get access to the recording after the live event. 
So no worries if you can't make it live. You'll get a recording and can watch it as many times as you want at any time. Also, core members get automatic access to all workshops. For more information about this deep dive and core, check out the show notes or head to KayleeKukla.com. Thanks so much for being here. If you found this information helpful, please consider sharing with a friend, posting on social, or writing a review. All of these things help spread the word of conscious parenting so we can change the world one person at a time. Have a wonderful week.